platinum, I'ma empty out the ATM. Yeah. All steep, there's no cap, and all play pretend. One thousand, two thousand, three gone. If you ain't trying to stop, then be gone. How about the Porsche got in the Roy? Just switch it up. All right, all right. Um, welcome, fantasy bums. Today's episode: running back rankings, eleven through twenty. Um, you're with the three biggest fantasy bums in the industry. Your host. Jaime Carabello, the truth. I think I'm the only one that should be on the show. But <laughs> we have Naz Bada. He calls himself the Nostradamus. And then we have Abraham joining us back uh, tonight. And he calls himself the Brains. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about what we have going on tonight. I know we're continuing on from last night's discussion uh, where we gave our top 10. And we're going to continue that through 11 through 20. And I'm really excited to hear you guys' insights as far as what we released, which not only are we going to talk about it, but then I think later on tonight or by early tomorrow, we should also be posting this on our Instagram page as well too and giving you guys that information as well. Make sure to subscribe to our Apple Podcasts, All Lowercase Fantasy Bums, and our Instagram, All Lowercase Fantasy Bums, no spaces. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for today. Um, just give you a quick heads up. We're going to go again 11 through 20. Uh, we'll have this podcast up for you guys, for our listeners tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow's our mock draft every Wednesday. Uh, we do a mock draft with seven other fantasy bums, random people that love to join, obviously, the podcast. Um, top team gets a 2020 Madden PlayStation or Xbox. So I am excited for tomorrow to get uh, uh, get on this podcast and uh, take advantage of these other nine fantasy bums out there. Yeah, so let's go right into it. Uh, 11, we have uh, on Johnson, right? Carry on Johnson, correct. It's carrying, I think he's going to carry on this year. And uh, I, I, I kind of... I know we talked about it yesterday, but I kind of, you know, he, he moved up a lot, especially with the departure of Theo Riddick. And I think uh, that just shows the amount of trust and the amount of workload that he's going to be getting. It sounds like he's going to get majority of the touches back there and he's going to be more involved in the passing game, which is, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good thing because when he was playing last year, uh, he was starting to come on um, the more and more he started getting carries and the more and more he started getting comfortable with the offense. He was starting to look like a really good, solid, you know, minimum RB2 back for you. And then obviously with the injuries, that kind of slowed down and kind of, you know, ruined his season for him. But I think if he was healthy for the remainder of the year, he would have been a lot higher than what he is right now. And we've been talking a lot more of him. I know the talent-wise he's there. Yeah, he's definitely due for a breakout season. The dude averaged five point four um, yards a carry. Um, yeah, he like like Jaime said, he did get injured around uh, week eleven, week twelve, and um, he is due for a breakout season. That's why we place him at number eleven. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about theoretic. So theoretic had seventy five targets last year. So. Obviously, he's no longer with them. He's with Denver. He is actually out for the first six weeks. Um, just give you a quick little update on Theo Reddick. Uh, but with 75 targets missing from that offense, 
Um, this is a back that can fulfill that role in a PPR league. Um, he he had 39 targets himself with 32 catches. So he, he took advantage of what he had, and that's probably the main reason they, they got rid of Theo, because they believe in this guy. Um, he could be a three-down back. Obviously, the only worry is C.J. Anderson there um, being a touchdown guy that's going to steal touchdowns away from him. Um, but this could be a, a big year. He's number one on the depth chart. Um, per game, he was number 19th overall last year. Um, so he can only move up if he gets going in that offense with that line. Um, I love the I love carry on Johnson this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about CJ Anderson. I just feel like you know he was more of a a product of what the Rams' offensive system was, and he benefited from that. And I mean, just in general, from like the last two years, I mean, CJ Anderson being. I don't really think he's that good of a back. I mean, he was good. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, it was probably, you know, that system he was with the Rams. Oh, yeah. Um, why he succeeded. I mean, he didn't do well um, where he was at before for two years straight. So I'm hoping that it's the theoretic show. I mean, they carry on Johnson's show and he just runs away with this. So that is why he's number 11 on our um, – our rankings because if he does have this starting job with the games that he's shown where he shined, this guy can finish top 12 in every league in PPR league coming out in 2019. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next person Mixon. Uh, next guy. Um, definitely has a talent, but I mean, it just looks really ugly what's going on around him. And which just, I mean, sucks to see like a, a, a good talented player like this have to go through what he's going through, especially with, I mean, the banged up offensive line, then the banged up receivers. I mean, this guy is just going to be facing eight men in the box week in and week out. And it's going to be teams are just going to be daring uh, Andy Dalton to beat them. And I mean, if they're smart, they're going to do whatever they can to have Mixon not, you know, be the person to beat them. So I, I really think it's going to be tough for him on a weekly basis. Yeah, he's still going to produce some good numbers because the touches and volume is going to be there. But it's just going to be, I mean, tough to get what you would expect from him. Do you think you have a, a worse season than last year? Yeah, I think he regresses this year. And then it's not, and it's not because of talent, obviously, but it's going to be because of, you know, his, his surroundings. He's, you know, just on a bad team. Yeah. And w- one quick thing about uh, on Johnson that I think we left out, he did lead the league in anyone with 100 attempts. Uh, he had 118 attempts per carry at 5.4. Yeah. So that is something we did forget about on Johnson. So this guy, this guy does it all. So regarding Mixon, so th- he's a bell cow, and we do love that. That's why he's at 12. Okay. Now the problem is he, when AJ did not play, he didn't do as well. Okay. Um, now I'm, I'm thinking that AJ gets traded to the Niners. Um, I, I think they're in a rebuilding year. Um, I don't think that AJ is going to finish with the Bengals. Um, and that's why I really think that this is a big bus year for Mixon. But the problem is that he's a bell cow. And for somebody to get 233, 237 carries, 
um, a year, had almost 1,200 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. He did that with a bad offensive line last year. Um, same team. There's no reason why he can't. Um, so there, the, you know, you can you can lean both ways, but the reason why he is successful is because he gets the carries, he gets the attempts, um, he catches the ball in the backfield, had 43 receptions, 55 targets. Um, you know, he does everything for him. So that's the only reason I do love him is because he is the workhorse, workhorse there. He's the bell cow. He's the guy everyone relies on there. And with that, there's a reason why he's in the top 12 because of that. No, yeah, of course. Anything to add to that, Abraham? Yeah, like you said, he is what a bell cow. Um, uh, yeah, he actually only played um, – he was injured for a couple games, and the dude had over – 230 carries and he did have over uh 4.9 yards of carry and uh nat actually had him and you were in love with him last year but this is not the year for him correct and, and before we get into these 11 through 20 so just so you our fans understand these these are darts sometimes right either if you look at these 11 through 20 players they're either rookies first year starters in a bad situation, right? So from Mixon all the way to David Montgomery or, or you know, Mac or carry on Johnson, uh, Adams, you name it, all these players that we're going to talk about today, right? You want to try to target as many of these players as possible because you, any of these players can hit any of these players can finish in the top five and any, and any of these players can be a bust, right? So you, you're, you guys have to understand when the fantasy bums put this, their minds together and did this, you would real you're going to realize that none of these are a lock, none of them. And we talk about Fournette injury prone. He played 18 games in the last two years. So, I mean, you, you got to think about it. every one of these players are a risk, but the reward comes with these players. So that is why they're not in the obviously top ten. Um, they squeeze out. I know Cook is in that same situation. Um, but if you look at our 11 through 20 rankings and you'll see it, every one of these players are that same risk, but the reward is there. So you want to try to take as, you know, as much risk on these players because you never know where you're going to get from. Oh, yeah. Yep. I agree. And that's why, um, I mean, that's key. Like you said, you gotta try to, Target as many of these players as you can because these are players that you'll be able to, you know, set a good core foundation of players that is going to carry you into, you know, fantasy gold and fantasy payouts and cash. Um, And it's with the running backs. And these running backs are going to go quick and fast. And so it's going to be very important to know which running backs um, are you going to be targeting and which ones you are going to be able to get at where, at what point. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're going over this and discussing this. Um, so next we have Freeman. I'll take over this one. Um, well, we know the, what the Falcons office is capable of. We know what Freeman was capable of. Um, he only played one. I know you know what they're capable of. Cause I know in the last, last mock draft, didn't this guy take three Falcons? Two, two. Yeah, both receivers. Both receivers and Freeman, right? Yeah, I'm in love with Falcons. Or, or Matt Ryan. I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this guy played like what two two games last year, so 
I mean, obviously, he, he had a whole offseason. He's 100% healthy now. Um, he lost Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman was a huge part of that offense. So, uh, Devontae Freeman is by himself. Um, he's not really getting – he's he's 27 years old. He's not, um, you know, uh, he's on the aging back. I, I guess I could say around 29, 30 years old where you could say that the back is more aging. And um, I really like Devontae Freeman going in. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I think he's going to get a lot of touches, especially in that offense. He can um, uh, maybe, I, I don't, yeah, maybe he's, I think he's definitely going to get over a thousand yards for sure. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I have, I have, I have Freeman as my bounce back player of the year. Um so I, I don't know if you guys remember two, 2015, Freeman led all running backs in fantasy points with 326 fantasy points. So this guy's capable of doing um, and putting up big numbers. So he, he, he is a back that four years ago led all fantasy running backs in fantasy points. So it's not like we haven't seen it from him. There's no competition there. Um, you know, they're, they're in, they're playing 11 out of 16 uh, games indoor um, I love that. You know how Atlanta works indoor. They're a home team. They're indoor team. Um, there's no reason why he can't succeed. He is going to be the bell cow. They're saying that he looks really good in camp. Julio Jones. I mean, you, you name it. They have the offense. They're, he'll never have eight people in the box. Um, he's a very consistent 16 to 20 carry type of guy. Catches the ball in the backfield. He does everything for you. So if he can stay healthy, I know he wasn't healthy last year. Uh, but if he can stay healthy, there's no reason why this guy can't blow up. Yeah. I mean, you said it right there. And you guys, I mean, there's not much more to elaborate on Freeman um, other than the fact that the, you, can't, you can't stack the box on these guys because they have threats outside. They just have tons of weapons. And, you know, now Tevin Coleman's not going to be there, and I don't really see another um, viable running back, I would say, per se, that's really going to take away from his carries. And just the fact that the, the what the Falcons did, taking a page out of the, my boys and going into the draft and really spending some real draft capital on some offensive linemen to not only protect Ryan, Matt Ryan, but then also to really help out the running game. They pretty much, I mean, they threw three first-round picks at um, at the O-line. So, I mean, I, I expect that o- offensive line to be much improved for years to come. And, uh, yeah, this, it's going to be up to Devontae Freeman to stay healthy and, and stay out there. Correct, correct. So next up is your boy, Fournette. I know you're big on this guy, so I think you should go first. Yeah, I just feel like he's going to have a bounce back year from what I'm hearing um, out of their camp. And I know I mentioned it and a couple of other ones as well too. And I – I think he's due for with TJ Yelding on. He's going to get a lot more of those third down opportunities. There's a lot of uh, talk about him being more involved in the passing game. That's exciting. And as far as being as big as he is, um, the best part was well, I think the most other the other part as well too. And we talked about Christian McCaffrey and um, who was the other running back we were talking about that put on some size. Uh, Kamara. Kamara, yeah. Uh, this guy, I mean, he's already huge, but they say he is uh, super chiseled and looks like he's really making sure that he prevents any soft tissue 
situations like he had last year. So it looks like he's taking care of his body a little bit more. And the offensive line is going to be healthy this year. So that's going to be hopefully what they were. The offensive line was two years ago when they were in the AFC championship. So, I mean, I just look at it. They This team isn't what I don't, I don't think they are as bad as they were last year. And I mean, they have an upgrade at quarterback with Nick Foles, uh, op, upgrade an offensive coordinator, uh, pretty much going to be running similar to what the Eagles ran. And I think Nick Foles really benefits from the running game. So they're going to be leveraging that. And he does really good at play action. And I think with now with a viable quarterback, I mean, I think Fournette's due for a good year. Yeah, Fournette's going to get a lot of touches, especially in that offense. Um, Nick Foles, I mean, Fournette has been playing with Blake Bortles. And um, what teams like to do against the Jaguars, um, they like to put eight man in the box instead of um, – uh, like like uh, like they did with Fournette in his rookie year, and um, I had Fournette his rookie year, and I saw the Jaguars play, and that's what they did, and um, I think he is due for a bounce back year, and Nick Foles is definitely gonna free free him up, and the Jaguars are definitely gonna use him. Uh, at one point, he was a second round prospect in 2018, but he did not pan out, so he could be a steal. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let let's let's talk a little bit about because I'm I'm not I'm not as big on Fournette as you guys are, but let's say let's talk about some of the the positive things. So as you as you said, they lost TJ last year, Yeldon. TJ Yeldon had 77 receptions, tenth overall in in NFL last year targets. I mean, tw- so I apologize, 77 targets last year. So losing him, you would hope that. Um, Freeman's going to come in and Freeman. get some of those. If he's getting half of it, that's good. Now we are talking about a PPR league, um, so this is this is my concern: is that he only finished with twenty two receptions with twenty six targets last year, with a hundred and eighty five yards. That's why I'm down on him uh, because he just doesn't catch the ball in the backfield. Yeah, but in so, practice, he's he's been he's been catching the ball. Correct. Correct. So if you look at that, that's the number one thing, right? If we're talking about PPR, the other thing is the risk factor by him being injured. Um, he's never played 16, 16 games. Um, he missed, he played only eight games last year, 13 the year before. Okay. Um, so th- those are my two concerns right off the bat. Um, if, if he is chiseled, if, if he has cut weight and he is catching the ball in the backfield, he has every right to be in the top 14 because he has the ability with that defense to put them in positions to score, right, to be a very successful back, okay? Um, but if you look at his target shares last year, and my concern is he's the most targets he got in the game last year was five. He went three, one, five, two, three, four, five, okay? So – that's that's my concern because we we are talking about PPR, um, so that's why he's lower on my rankings. Um, right off the bat, he had 113 attempts uh, with 439 yards. He only averaged 3.3 per attempt. Um, finished with five touchdowns. So if he just doubles that, right, that puts him over 260 carries, but not even a thousand yards. 
Um, so what, what are you really expecting from him? 250 carries. Um, and even if he does get that with his average that he had last year, um, still puts him under a thousand yards. Um, if he doubles the receptions, puts him under 400 yards in total yards per, per catch. Um, and he only had a total of eight touchdowns. So that's why I'm kind of low on him. Um, plus he's injury prone. So the risk with him is there and the reward is big time. It's a big time reward. If he hits, if you guys hit on him and he plays all 16 game season and he's catching the balls out of the back backfield and he's now PPR running back, then great. Um, but there is a lot of concern with him. Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars did um, draft him in the first round for a reason. And uh, yeah. And, and the main thing is too, is like, you, I mean, yeah, the, the, the stats aren't pretty from last year, but that was because the O-line was hurt. I mean, that O-line was decimated. They they were banged up really bad. This year, they're a lot, I mean, they're already rolling into it a lot healthier, knock on wood right now. And he's healthy. He's not having any hamstring issues. And then on top of that, you cope that with a, a quarterback that's a lot more competent. It's night and day versus what they had. And Nick Foles, lives on the short game. He loves his tight ends. He loves his backs. And he's going to feed those guys and get those guys the ball. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing about the, the quarterback subject that you're bringing up is, you know, it's the same system. So we can't say because, you know, he was successful when he played with the Eagles that he won't be as, as successful with Jacksonville because he's, he has the same offensive coordinator. Um, so he understands the system. So he he that that is a plus, right? That is an upgrade. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna be playing with a quarterback that turns over the ball fifteen plus times a year. So I, I do like that, and I do like the, and and that's why he's up there. That's the that's why he's in my top twenty because he does have better quarterback play. He's in better shape. Um, he he looks healthy in camp. The talk is that he is catching more balls out of the backfield. So I mean, I have him. Um, you know, at 17. So it's not that far off. Um, but I do have concerns. I do have concerns. Yeah. All right. Next person, the person we all have should have bigger concerns with is Gordon. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's the subject. Does he report or does he not report? That's the question. And, um, and it sounds like if he doesn't get the contract he's looking for, I mean, you're taking a big risk. And I think the more and more he holds out and the closer we get to the season, the more you're going to see his ADP fall. And I really think that, um, you know, you're probably going to be seeing, I predict at least he's going to be going in the late fourth as the season, as the, uh, we get closer to the season and drafts start getting ramping up. Um, and I just, man, I just would pay to be that guy and I hope somebody – and I, if I'm drafting, I hope somebody takes him so they take that burden away from me because, I mean, if I have Gordon looking at – staring at me in the fourth round, knowing his potential, I might pull the trigger on it and, and take a chance on My it. My advice for Melvin Gordon, if you're going to draft him, draft a, a handcuff, Justin Jackson or Austin Eckler. I mean, we all know what Gordon is capable yeah. of. He's obviously yeah, I'm, back. yeah. I'm 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 going to debate that because being a being a fantasy bum 
I am. Um, so this is this is my thing. If he if he's not reported by week three, and you're so we have those Thursday night games. Charger, I think Chargers play on Thursday night. Um, so that'll be week three. No starters play week four. Um, and you're drafting, and and Melvin Gordon's there. You need to go through your rankings. This is my advice. Go through your rankings and 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 tell yourself who are all the players that you're willing to draft before him, right? And knowing that he is going to miss the season, and that's the way you got to look at it. Because the risk is we've already seen that with Bell, right? He's a he's 27, 26 years old, right? He's he wants to get paid um, Elliott money, right? And I don't think the Chargers are going to willing to do that. Right. Chargers are not in the situation that the Cowboys are in. Right. Chargers feel like they can win without Melvin. Okay. They have a great defense, great passing game, great quarterback. They're, they're, I mean, there's no reason why they need him. They don't have the best offensive line. Right. So I, I don't see, I see more of a Bell situation with Gordon than I do with Elliott. Right. So you, you can plan on if he doesn't sign a contract or trade it to another team after week three, and you'll know in your draft Saturday in, in the 24th to 25th, I think is the biggest two two days of, of drafting. Um, I saw that on ESPN today. So you'll know going in, he did not report week three. He's not playing week four, right? You can plan on him not playing at all because that's really realistically what's going to happen because he's not willing to take less money. Um, so, I mean, that's my advice. If if he's not here in week three, you're you're it's it's a huge gamble. Yep, I I agree. I mean, it's a gamble that you're gonna have to be willing to take, and you're gonna have to make sure that you. I would say if it comes down to that situation, and I was in there, I would have to make sure that I was already set with two running backs before I made a decision like that. That, that's a very, very, very good point. So if you did do, if you, let's say that you took running back, running back, you know, you, and then you took a wide receiver and he fell to you at the end of the fourth round. And let's say that you have, see, this is my thing. If you have Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey, right. And he, you're at the beginning part of the draft and he falls to you in round four and you can, and that you can snake him on the way back. Right. Because Barkley is a, a running back and a half. Right. That's a good risk, right? But if you have, let's just say that you have a um, a running back that's not proven, but carry on Johnson, Cook, hadn't played a full year with the players that we we're talking about now, and you have Melvin Gordon too, and they those players don't pan out, you're going to be in a situation. And your situation is waiver wire or trade. And, and that's, that's a risk that I do not want to take because if I have – the top three running backs, those are those are a running back and a half. I'm willing to take a Melvin Gordon in the fourth round. Um, and that's probably the only time I'll take him. On to the next player. Yep, I like it. Montgomery. I feel um, well, this is I think this is more of Naz's boy. Uh, me and Naz actually have a side bet right now of who's gonna finish uh, with a better year. Montgomery or Fournette. Um, but, yeah, I don't have Montgomery as high as Naz does. But, yeah, since you're – this is your boy, Naz, why don't you go ahead and tell us why you're so hyped on this guy? Well, did you guys did you guys get a chance to 
see what this guy did in the yeah, preseason. He's, his, he's um, pretty good. He's stud. Okay. So he, he, here's 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 my comparison, right? I can't really compare him to anyone in the league yet, right? But I can compare him to somebody that played in Chicago last year, and that's that's Jordan Howard, right? So Jordan Howard is the talent level is not the same, right? Hands down, this guy is faster, better athlete, better runner, uh, you name it. And and this is Jordan Howard that led the league in rushing his rookie year. Okay. So last year, Jordan Howard finished with 250 attempts, 935 yards, 3.7 per carry with nine touchdowns. Touchdowns were great. Okay. If David Montgomery is going to take that role and he is number one on the depth chart, and I think he will, there's no doubt about it, right? He's going to finish with 12 to 1300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Like this guy is a all around better athlete, better running back, does everything better, right? So Jordan Howard only had 20 receptions with 27 targets last year, no receiving touchdowns. Well, David Montgomery does it all, right? Now, Ty- Tyreek Cohen is the ultimate, you know, Darren Sproles type of back, but he, his role would die down. I'm telling you, Montgomery is the guy that you guys want. If there's a, a rookie that can lead the league in rushing, it's going to be David Montgomery. Um, and if you look at the history in the last four years, three of the last four years has been a rookie running back that's came in the league and led the league in rushing. Um, so I am a huge fan, top defense. Quarterback play, mid-pack, um, you got Robinson, you know, the only really standout wide receiver there. But if you think about who they play against, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you look at their schedule, their, their biggest strength is their defense and their run game, and they're going to use that to their advantage. And if this guy's getting 250 attempts, right, and he's going to be the bell cow and they're going to work him as a rookie, this guy is going to be fantasy gold. Like fantasy bums are telling you right now, this Nasbot is letting you guys know David Montgomery is the guy you guys. I love it. I love it. Give it to me. All right. I think you built up a good case for him. And I mean, yeah, I definitely think there's talent. And obviously, he is more superior to talent, but I don't think that's much comparing there um, to Jordan Howard. I mean, he, I mean, he—he was—he's I mean, not a great back. He was a good back, and they didn't use him in the passing game. But I—I I think Tariq Cohen has his own role within that offense. And uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. I know Mike Davis is there, so he's going to get some touches. But yeah, I don't—I don't. I'm not saying I don't think he'll have a good year, but um, yeah, I. Uh, you know, we'll see. Well, just do me one favor. Don't draft him in any league we play against, uh, play with each other. So just make sure I get him, and I won't draft Fournette. You don't draft Montgomery. Yeah, we'll just see what he does this season. Um, he, obviously, he's going to take Jordan Howard's role. and um, you can really see- Jordan Howard is no longer with them. Yeah, so he's going to take Jordan Howard's role. Oh, I apologize. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, uh um, yeah, I mean, you can see what he did in the preseason. Um, he, he he looked great in the preseason, and he looked great in college. Um, Naz Bada says, put your money on him. That's what Fantasy Bump says. Oh, 100%, guys. If you guys are passing up on David Montgomery in the fourth round, um, 
you're you're making you're making a sin like flat out this guy is going to win you fantasy if you if you're taking david montgomery and he falls you in the fourth round you're you're going you're getting a a rb1 and i'm telling you i've looked at some of the updated rankings after the preseason like i've seen him ranked seventh overall like this guy is He's and, and hopefully we're drafting sooner because he if he keeps playing in the preseason and I'm, I mark my word today if he keeps playing in the preseason and he keeps balling out Where are you seeing these rankings oh I'll, I'll I'll send them to you like I I saw three rankings him in the top ten right I have him eleventh overall but I'll send them to you so if he keeps balling in the preseason I'm telling you his average draft position is going to rise his stock's going to rise I just hope I get him before everyone else takes him. I'm, I'm letting you guys know now. I just don't take too much take too much into consideration what goes on in the preseason because it, at the end of the day, it is preseason and it's a lot of vanilla out there. Huh? All right. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's go to number, was it 17? It's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah, we are, we are on, yeah, Aaron Jones. I know you're- The best thing that could have happened to Aaron Jones- happened last season and that was them getting rid of that horrible coach Mike McCarthy. And I think now that he's gone, he's not gonna have to deal with the whole, you know, McCarthy idiotic moves and not really, you know, playing the right players and, and leveraging the right running back. I mean, even I mean, there's been several times where I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers was a little frustrated and not understanding why Aaron Jones was more part of the offense. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers would know what's going on, especially as he's practicing with them, seeing what the kind of running back it is. And then when you do watch him run, he's an explosive runner. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Aaron Jones does. He's, he's not one of my favorites, personally, even though I did draft him in a mock draft. But after doing a little bit more research on what he is, what he did last year. Um, he's really touchdown dependent, you know, um, uh, from week eight to week 14, he, he, he had a touchdown every game except for week nine. And he only had one, one game for over a hundred yards. Um, like, like you said, Mike, Mark, Mike McCarthy is not there. He can prove me wrong, but we shall see. You say he's an explosive back. This yeah. Guy, yeah, this guy in limited games. So he had 133 carries, had 728 yards. This guy averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Per carry. And as far as explosive runs of 10, 10 yards or more, he had 22 of those. So I think, I mean, I, 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 I think he has some explosiveness to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Aaron Jones. Um, he's high on the rankings. I have him a little bit lower than where he came in with our consensus ranking. So the positive thing is top eight offensive line. Packers finished number eight with their offensive line rankings currently right now. 5.5 per carry. Um, the, the, only, the only concern with this guy is injury prone. Also, the right? question is, do you but, think the Packers are going to use him like – he hasn't had over 20 yeah, yeah, he he's gonna be he's gonna be the bell cow. Everything in camp right now that I'm reading, he's the bell cow. So fantasy points per game, he finished 15th overall. Right? He only played 
12 games last year, and he wasn't a starter in all those, right? So with 12 games played, missing, you know, five games, he, he was an RB 15. So th- that's positive, right? And, and, and based off of that, knowing that he didn't have the full workload and he still finished running back 15 in 2018, that's huge, right? You got to look at that. Right. So if he does play a full 16 game, 17 game season, right. And he, and he is that starter for the, for the Packers. He's got Aaron Rodgers behind him. He checks down, he changed the play. Rodgers is, is, is the best, best quarterback that he can ask, you know, under center that can help him be successful in that offense. So I know if I was a defensive team, I'm worrying about Rodgers, right? Aaron Jones is not the biggest threat. But Rodgers is a very smart quarterback. He's going to know when to check down. He's going to know when to get this guy in the red zone. And that is why he was so successful in scoring touchdowns, because he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. And he's going to continue to have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback with a really, really, really really good offensive line. Aaron Jones has a huge chance of blowing up. And like I said, we talk about all these players. All these players can still finish in the top five. There's, there is – you're shooting darts, but if you hit – like Aaron is Aaron Jones is one of those guys that if if he hits this year, this is this is gold for you, man. This is gold. Yeah. And I mean you hit on the injury prone. Aaron Rodgers himself is very injury prone too. Yeah, correct. Um, I mean, you gotta understand it's only getting better for quarterbacks, right? Um the, you know, three years ago, if you asked me with all the rules, five years ago, let's say. Like you can say that, but rules keep on getting easier and easier for these quarterbacks to stay healthy. Um, the NFL understands. Yeah, the, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's really injury prone, uh, but regardless, Aaron Jones, new new coach, new offensive coordinator. It's it's a fresh start. He has the ability to earn the job. He doesn't have to worry about Williams. Williams in camp right now is all negative. If you read about what's happening with Williams right now, it's the Aaron Jones show. Um, and if it's going to be the Aaron Jones show, this guy can finish top 15 easily. Um, so I, I like him. I like him. All right. All right. Next, we have your boy from the uh, Raiders, Josh Jacobs, who I actually think he might have a better chance of uh, a clearer path to that, you know, that, that Russian, uh, that rookie of the year. Than, than David Montgomery. Say. I know Naz would disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Raiders fan. I love Josh Jacobs. Um, now, the only problem with Josh Jacobs is that offensive line. Um, you know, the offensive line is not as good. Um, so I love that he's going to be a bell cow. Um, there was a stat when uh, last time they have, uh, the Raiders actually, I probably the Raiders coach had a rookie running back. It was Cadillac Williams, and he he had 270 plus carries. So. Are they going to run Josh Jacobs to the ground? We don't know. Uh, but he is going to be the bell cow. He catches the ball in the backfield. He came from Alabama. Um, you know Alabama Alabama running backs, they don't, they don't carry the ball a lot because they always have the best athletes, and they have three of the best running backs in the nation. So they split carries there. So he's coming in fresh legs. Um, the Raiders really love him, to, so there should be no reason why he doesn't have a chance to be rookie of the year or lead, you know, all rookies in rushing. So it, it's very debatable. You know, you got David Montgomery. You got, I mean, we haven't seen Josh Jacobs yet in preseason. We're going to see him week two. Uh, after we see him on the field, maybe we'll get a different view 
um, and different idea. Maybe it'll be going up on our rankings. But as of now, I like I like David Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rookie running backs, uh, I know we touched on it yesterday. I actually think if Zeke happens to hold out, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Pollard outrushes all b- both those running backs. Oh man, now you're being biased now. <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth, man. I told you I speak the truth. That's why they call me the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other running backs in the in the NFL that I would take over him, um, but we'll 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 talk about that on a different episode. Yeah, all right. What about Marlon Mack? This guy, uh, yeah, not too big on like him. him huh? I, this guy, he's he's very touched. He's very game scripted. He's an explosive back, and I know I've, I've touched on it before. And um, as far as a PPR league. I don't like him. He had 24 targets last year, 17 receptions. Um, yards after contact, 2.84. That's kind of low. He had a total of 195 carries for 900 yards. Um, but when you look at the games and you break it down, and I talked about this again, is if the, the Colts weren't winning on a blowout game, then he didn't really show up. Yeah, he's definitely a hit or miss. He was a hit or miss last year. Super hit or miss. Kind of like Amari Cooper, your boy, right? Yeah. No, 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 not like that at all. Yeah, I mean, Hines is obviously the, the back that steals the uh, targets away. But, I mean, you got you got to look at this. So, Marlon Mack has only gotten better year after year, right? He, his... Last year, 4.7 per attempt. A year before that, 2.8. So top five offensive line. Love that, right? Now, with the whole situation with Luck being injured currently right now, um, they're going to lean on Mac a little bit more. Um, I think there's a better situation that Mac is a bigger threat in that offense, especially early on. Um so, I mean, 195, 195 rushing attempts, 908 yards. So we're talking um, Connor had 238 attempts with not even 1,000 yards. So he's right there with Connor. Um, he's healthy. He plays. He, uh, he's. I mean, I apologize. He's The only problem, he's not as healthy. He's only played 12 games last year. But based off those 12 games he played, his numbers are up there. Fantasy points per game, he was number 10, 10th running back in fantasy in 2018. He finished 19th overall in running backs. So based off the games that he played, he's a top 10 back. That's an RB1. So your your debate, nine rushing touchdowns. He didn't have the targets, obviously, in a PPR league. Um, but I the, the talk is, is that they're working him more into that role. Um, so, I mean, I don't really know where – He's not worth where he's finished and where he's drafted at because his, you know, his, his draft position currently right now is going in the fourth round. And if somebody that finished tenth overall, you're getting in the fourth round. That's a steal to me, right? He finished nineteenth overall in running backs, and he's going where he's been drafted. So the value is there. Um, I love the offensive line. I love Luck. I love Ty. I love his offense. Um, I think that he's the value is where he's being drafted right now. Um, so if you can get him in the fourth round, you're getting an RB2, right? The value's there. 
I, I don't see where the big debate saying that he's, the risk is there with him. I don't see a risk. Um, I just said, I just said he was too game game scripted, dependent, and he's a front. I mean, pretty much a front line running back as far as if the Colts are in a close game. I mean, let me just I'll just read the game like Jacksonville Week Ten. What do you think he did? Um, I can, I, four, four points. No, I, but you're you're gonna get you're gonna get that right. You're you're gonna get. I mean, Tennessee. Wait, next week. That was a close game. Twelve points, not bad. Miami, nine points. Jacksonville, two points. Houston, nine points. Then obviously he had a good game against Dallas. That was twenty-four. Then Giants, nine points. And then he finished not bad at fifteen with Tennessee. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, the numbers were, I guess, okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm not, nothing to get too excited about. Okay, so but my question to you is. So these, you know, 15 to 20 running backs are based off the rankings, right? Those are fourth round picks, right? They're your flex RB2. Like that's where based on where you're drafting, if you went running back, running back, and then a fourth wide receiver and another running back. So if you're getting a running back that finished 19th overall with only playing 12 games and per game finished running back 10, that is a steal, guys. That is a flat yeah, out. Yeah, and steal. I don't think he's gonna. So, I don't think he's gonna regress either. Um, yeah, no, uh, no he's a top five offensive line, and he has a great yeah, and offense. Plus, he was kind of like injured in the beginning, and um, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like he's gonna improve them. But I mean, it did take Melvin Gordon two years uh, to actually have his first thousand yard. Uh, game, and I feel like yeah, Marlon Mack. I was expected with Marlon Gordon though. He was a first yeah, round I mean, pick. But, this but, guy but is not a first round pick. But Mar- Marlon Mack is placed in the Colts' offense too. You got yeah, he to, yeah, he's the bell cow man. The guy they were lean on. I don't know if that was the case. They wouldn't have brought in Deontay Foreman as well too. Why would they need another running back? I I can you Foreman could be cut in in two weeks from now. You we we're not, why bring him in? We're not talking about Foreman. We're not worrying about Foreman stealing anything. That guy has never that guy has never stayed healthy. He's never played a full season. That guy can't even steal the role from Miller. Now we're comparing him to Mac. No, don't that's a that's a bad that's a that's a fantasy yeah, sin on the phone. He's a yeah, waiver. Yeah. Like he's a waiver pickup. It's gonna be <laughs> Yeah, we're not even talking about that guy. But it, it, it comes down to this top five off offensive line, top five quarterback play, receiving cores is good, good tight end. Better defense. They're in a division where it's a shootout, right? The only only hard team. Oh, that's some, I think the division is going to be even tougher. It's going to be one of the toughest ones. You got Tennessee, good defense. You got Jacksonville. They run. Good Tennessee defense. has. When's the last time Tennessee has beat the Colts? Let's talk about that. I mean, since Peyton Manning, they haven't beat them. So they're running all over. That's a terrible offense. Like this team has the best chance of winning the division. I, if you look at the stats, top twelve running backs. 75% of the top 12, top 12 running backs are from winning teams. Colts are going to be a winning team, right? There, there's a reason why this guy is going to and has the, the ability to finish in top 10. Because if he plays all games, all 16 games next year, right, there's no reason why this guy can't finish in the top 10. And he's only improving. Four, 2.8 per carry his, his, last year, the year before that, 4.7. He's getting better, and I like that. I'll take him on the third year 
with that offensive line and Matt, uh, and and the quarterback play being where it's at, I love it. I love it. This guy's going to be a steal in the fourth, fifth round. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll see. All right, next guy. Damian Williams. Um, I remember he was Damian he was Williams. rated pretty high in the beginning, but towards the towards the whole offseason he kept dropping down, 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 and he's finally to number twenty. Um, one of the reasons why is because of his injury concern, and um, you know the running back committee that the Chiefs are planning to do with Carlos Hyde. Do you have any thoughts on that, Ness? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, I got a lot, I got a lot of thoughts on this. I'll let Jaime, you can bounce in real quick while I pull up something real quick on this guy. Um, Damian Williams. Um, I don't like the fact that you know reports were that he was in the doghouse as far as with Andy Reid. I mean, I guess I mean there's concerns about his injury, and I mean I get players get hurt and they have to take some time off, get some out of the workflow. Um, but I mean. Damian Williams, kind of like what C.J. Anderson was with the Rams last year. He benefited from a, a high-potent offense. And I think he, I mean, as far as talent-wise, he's never been a top-tier running back, not even when he, when he was in Miami. Um, but I do know that if you had him last year, he, he made a lot of people some money and you know, took some people deep into the playoffs, um, fantasy football wise. And I know Nas suffered the wrath of Damian Williams last year. Um, and so I, I think that as far as, uh, just from past history, Andy Reed usually likes to go with a running back, uh, not so much by committee. Once he commits to one running back, I mean, he's, he just feeds those guys like no other, you know, from Brian Westbrook to, you know, LaShawn McCoy to Jamal Charles. I mean, uh, you know, when he, he has his running back, he has his guy, he's going to feed them the ball. Yeah, so so uh, talking about Williams, this is the high – this is the risk, risk versus reward. Like this guy is a starter for the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. You're in, he he plays all 16 games. You got a top five back, right? Now here's the problem: Chiefs they didn't draft this guy, right? He he came from Miami, um, wasn't successful there. He did really well last year um, on 50 attempts. He averaged 5.1 per carry, um, finished with four touchdowns. So th- this guy gets he caught 23 out of 24 targets. So he 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 can do it. Right, he could be successful in the offense, but yeah, there's there's talk right now regarding him and the head coach are not getting along. Andy Reid, right? They got this rookie running back Thompson that they drafted this year. Um, in the preseason, he had a total of 51 yards, um, 22 on the ground, and a scoring touchdown, and he looked good. So, same situation that we saw with uh, when Hunt came in the league. Um, they had, I think, it was Spencer Ware, uh, who was the running back they had at that time, um, and got hurt. Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware. So they had Spencer Ware going in the year. Hunt was the guy everyone was talking about. Um, I actually drafted him, and then you saw what Hunt did week one against New England. Um, 
so I'm worried, right? But like I said, all these eleven to twenty, it, you're shooting darts, and if they hits, you're 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 you have fantasy gold. Um, so that's my thing with Williams. I I do like him if he's a starter, obviously. Um, but we just we don't know where we're. Yeah, I want to see week three. Uh, what he's going to do in preseason and how they mix that up, and you want just want to hear a little bit more on this guy because if he if he's a starter and they're moving forward and he looks good and the relationships there between him and the head coach, um, he should be drafted, you know, top top fifteen because he he's in the offense that you want. He has the best offense in the league. Um, you want every part of that. Um, you want to get as much shares that you can get in that KC offense. So that's the reason why I do like the guy. Yep, he definitely is in a great offense. And, I mean, that offense really suits well for pretty much any running back that plays in that one. I think if I was a running back there, I'd be a top top 20 running back at least. I think you would have just as many yards as the linemen would. What's that? You would have just as many yards as the linemen would. Uh, I, I think I'd go for 1,000. <laughs> I choked on my own spit. <laughs> and you understand uh, the Chiefs' offensive line—they rank 17th in the league currently right now. So mid-pack there. I don't think that matters with um, Andrew Reid's offense. It's the system. With the team. it doesn't, it doesn't. But it, it helps that you know the the offensive line's not the bottom bottom tier. Um, it's still mid-pack, and you know they have Hill. You know they have obviously the best quarterback in the league in fantasy last year. So you just you just want a piece of that, and that's why um, if he is playing week three and he's a starter and he's number one on that depth chart, he might be moving up on my rankings. Um, I might I might I, w- I might want to share a, you know a little love right there and try to get uh, Williams in my draft. Cool. Well, that wraps up our top uh, eleven from twenty. Um, I think we. You know, gave the fans uh, exactly what they need. Uh, gave them some information, content, and insight um, that you know really going to help them make some educated, informed decisions when it comes down to drafting. And um, if you guys are all smart, you guys are going to continue to listen to us. Uh, we have tons of other podcasts available for you guys here at Fantasy Bums. Uh, don't forget to check us out on our Instagram. And uh, any last pair of words, gentlemen, before we, uh, you know, exit? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we remember when we did our 11 through, I mean, actually 10 through 20 um, running back, like I said, you're shooting dart um, and you just want to make sure that you do as much education that you can when you're, you know, doing the research on these guys and be ready for your draft because, realistically you can hit gold on any of these 11 through 20. If you're taking two, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, and you stack up on these guys, um, you can win fantasy by doing this. Um, especially if you get the top two tier wide receivers and get Julio and, you know, Odell Beckham or whatever the case is. And these, these running backs fall to you in three and four, you can, you can get very lucky and win doing this strategy. So, do all the research you can on these guys and make sure that you, you go into your draft knowing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. What he really means is just do research. Just listen to us. Check us out. Check out our 
pictures, our uh, posts on Instagram, and our podcast. It's going to be all the information you're going to need to win your leagues. Till next time, guys. Peace.